season's going to end on a double doink. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. There's going to be a parade on Broadway. And your hosts, Brendan Deeg and Eric Warner. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. Hello, football faithful. Welcome back to another episode of Double Dunk Podcast. My name is Brendan Deeg. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. That'd be greatly appreciated. You can give us a rating. You can give us a review. Whatever you can do to help us out. It's greatly appreciated. So we are back. Last episode was Steve Brown and Pawn Stars. Then I went on a little vacation. I am finally back, kind of getting myself back to reality. My co-host, Mr. Eric Warner, is with us. Eric, football season officially starts today. Yeah, that snuck up on me, the old Hall of Fame game. Yeah. I mean, we didn't we didn't get it last year, right? So this year they're going ahead with it. And uh, perfect week to start the division previews. Football is back. Minus two and a half Steelers tonight, baby. <laughs> yeah, I will never bet on preseason. You're not football. betting. Come on. Yeah, you are. You gotta lay a no, bet. No, I'm not. There's no way. Oh, are, you, are starters even playing tonight? <laughs> no, it's funny. You should see the uh, the like the list of Cowboys. Dallas gives us Cowboys Steelers. Tonight. The list of Dallas Cowboys who didn't make the trip. It's like their whole team. <laughs> Your entire <laughs> team isn't going to Canton for the Hall of Fame game. It's pretty funny. Yeah, that's why it's the uh, Steelers. Might tune in for a series or two, but you won't yeah. catch me betting on that. All right. So we are, like Warnsy just said, we are kicking off our division preview series. We got the AFC East starting today. Um, it, it was great. It was, I love diving into uh, – start diving into this year and looking forward to uh, looking forward to the series. It was great content last year. Looking forward to providing you great content this year. I do – before we get into the AFC stuff, I do want to touch on one or two things. Um, Carson Wentz, we got to talk about this. Yeah, <laughs> looks like a broken, a misplaced bone in his foot. If I'm correct, I didn't really read the entire diagnosis. It looked like it was. An, it sounds like it was an injury that he's previously had. Like this was something that's been lingering, and then he re and then he reaggravated Colts camp, having surgery. He's out five to twelve weeks. My guess is it's going to be closer to ten to twelve weeks than closer to the five weeks um, injury um, injury time. Warren, what do you think about all this? Like, if, you, if you're a Colts fan, you got to be losing your freaking mind right now. Yeah, you really got to be nervous. Um, Wentz came over with red flags, right? Injuries being one of them. Mm -hmm. um, also, Quentin Nelson getting hurt with the same injury sucks just as much. He's yeah, with weird to see two guys in the same team with that injury. It's like I've never even heard of this injury before, too. Like, this yeah. five to 12-week span, I've never heard of this before. Yeah, but also at the same time, it sucks for Eagles fans. I believe yep. the clause in the trade was Wentz has to play 75% of snaps this year. Is that what it was? Yeah, you're right. You're right. So That's not if, he miss, if he misses the first four weeks, the Eagles lose a first-round pick. And, I mean, if you're the Colts and you're, Wentz is 50-50 to play that one game, you'll probably sit him, right, just to – keep that first round draft pick and make sure he's healthy. But I still think the Colts can survive this uh, 
the A we we're gonna touch on the AFC South later. I think it's the weakest division in football this year. And with Wentz being out for the first quarter of the season makes it even weaker. But I still think that the Colts can uh, make the playoffs in a weak AFC South. And I'm going to play devil's advocate here with you on what, like what you just said. I think the Colts have a solid team. Like I actually think the roster is good. Um, and I, I agree with you. I do agree that the division is bad. It's one of the worst divisions in football. But I don't think they're going like, to – they're not going to be able – unless they get – like mediocre quarterback play from whoever is coming in jacob eason looks like sam ellinger is a six-round pick this year is also apparently lighting it up in camp i who knows if they bring in a veteran it'd be hilarious if he brought in nick Foles. that's like the the football fan in me just for the chaos fan in me wants him to trade for Foles. Same. but warren z have you have you taken a look at their schedule how, how their schedule starts it's not pretty i they have open not. this open the season at home against the seahawks then the rams then on the road to tennessee then on the road to Miami, then on the road to Baltimore, they host the Texans, which is a win there, then on the road to the 49ers. That Ooh. is a hard six-game stretch right there. There are, You can make the argument that they are underdogs in four of the six games with Carson Wentz, right? Like They're probably mm -hmm. favorites against the mm -hmm. Texans, and I, I'm a sh I would put them favorites against the Dolphins. Maybe the 49ers. So let's say 50-50, they're, they're underdogs already without him. Now with them, sorry, now without him, like you're you're they're underdogs in all those games. Probably I, I'm assuming they'll be favorites against the Texans. Texans are terrible, but like that's you're looking at a two and four stretch. You're you're praying for a two and four stretch to start the season, in my opinion. And like you yeah. said, the division's bad. Tennessee's gonna like what if Tennessee goes off to a five and one start? You're already three games back before Wentz even sees the field. Yeah, that that raises a good point. I did not know their schedule was that tough. Also to help your point, Carson Wentz being a new quarterback with a new team, these preseason snaps, these training camp snaps are so valuable for a new quarterback, learning, Agreed. getting chemistry with his offensive line, chemistry with his wide receivers. Losing that puts them behind the eight ball as well. So, yeah, you might be you might be right. It might uh, might be a tougher road for the Colts than I first anticipated. 100% agree with you that the snaps and stuff is important. I, I think this is a huge training camp for wins. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I I am of the belief that you kind of just let it ride, like see what Jacob Eason has, see maybe what Sam Ellinger has. Like I don't know if you make a big trade, but the, uh, Nick Wright, yeah. I wanted to bring up this point, and we'll, we'll move on to our division previews after this. Nick Wright brought up a great point on first – or was on uh, the Colin Coward show. He said – like, if the Colts want to trade for someone, they should be able to do it without Carson Wentz kind of being, like, fragile mentally. Because, look, it, he's fragile physically. You can't be fragile physically and mentally at the same time. Like, you can't. Like, that's just not how well, he is. Like, yeah, I know. Exactly. Like, <laughs> right now he is. Like, and that doesn't work. Like, so he's got to figure it out is what, basically what I'm saying. And, like, yeah. if you can't – if you're the Indianapolis Colts and you're, like, at the front office and you're saying we're a, a mediocre quarterback away – from just holding the fort going three and three, two and four in the first six games, you you do it. Like you make the trade. You don't think about Carson Wentz mental mental health because, like, look, what the hell else do you want? You had a huge contract. You just got traded to the the place where you wanted to go. You basically forced yourself out of Philly. Now you're with Frank Reich. Now you got a broken foot. Like, what else do you want the Colts to do for you? Yeah, it's just so ironic that the backup quarterback that's available is Nick Foles. Like, yeah, I know, it would be hilarious. If Nick Foles it. takes his job, that would just be <laughs> – that that would send Twitter into an absolute oh. 
it would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it would be the best thing that yeah. happened in the football season if Nick Foles becomes an Indianapolis Colt. Yeah. I honestly – I feel like Nick Foles is available for a seventh right now, to be honest. Like, oh, 100%. Maybe a swap of a seventh pick. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. like, like, don't take him off your hands. Anyways, let's jump to our division previews. But I got to let you know about Coolbet. Coolbet is most of the transparent gaming company in the world. Coolbet also provides the best odds in Canada with world-class customer service. For first-time users, use the positive code DOINK. That is D-O-I-N-K, DOINK, for a 100% welcome bonus up to $200 when signing up with Coolbet. That's code DOINK, D-O-I-N-K, DOINK. And Coolbet will match your first deposit up to $200. Give our friends at Coolbet Canada a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Coolbet Canada. Coolbet, stay cool and bet responsibly. Okay, so we did randomized teams here. I ended up with the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. Um, you ended up with the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. I'm sure your teams are probably a little more interesting than mine <laughs> right now. I'm sure you got the two better ones. But uh, why don't I kick it off with the New York Football Jets? Warren, are you ready to do this? Let's go. All right. New York Football Jets coming in from last year. They kind of cleaned house. Adam Gates fired. Robert Sala was brought in. Sam Darnold was traded. Zach Wilson was drafted second round or second overall. My apologies. That was kind of their big offseason takeoff. They, they're, they're starting fresh. Adam Gase was a disaster for two years there. Sam Darnold struggled under Adam Gase. It was time to kind of hit the reset button in clean house. And they they, they got the best coach, in my opinion, that was on the market. Robert Sala was a guy that I won. Excuse me. I was a guy that I wanted the Eagles to hire. And Zach Wilson, second overall. Can't go wrong with that. So they're off to a good start. On offense, they're bringing in five new starters. Corey Davis is one of them. That was their big free agent acquisition. He was fifth in yards per run warns out of the entire NFL last year. He was very underrated. He was he was awesome. Um, I, I don't know if he's a bonafide, again, bonafide number one um, NFL receiver, but I'm pretty sure he brings you solid 1B receiver play, if that makes sense. And that's 700 to maybe 1,100 yard, yard mark. He's going to bring that to this team, and I, I think I don't think he's better than that or worse than that. I think they know what they're getting, and I think they're happy with that. So that that was kind of their big offensive offseason acquisition. They they traded up in the first round again to draft Elijah Vera Tucker. He's going to be on the left side of that offensive line, and they did sign Morgan Moses. He's coming in. He was 18th in PFF last year as an offensive tackle. So their offensive line is pretty solid. And then they, they have two new stars, the running back position. You can bring Michael Carter or Tevin Coleman, kind of depending on uh, depending on the kind of the, the down and distance. I think Michael Carter will probably get a lot of the carries at the gate. He's a rookie in North Carolina. He's exciting. Um, but the one thing that in this offense that kind of that, that stuck out to me again was their offensive line. Left side of the offensive line is big and it's fun. Like you got Makai Becton and Elijah Vera Tucker there now on the left side of the offensive line, both young and both with tremendous upside like this left side of this offensive line has potential to be very good for a very long time and the other big thing on the offensive side of the ball is they bring in Mike LaFleur Matt LaFleur's brother who's the head coach of Green Bay he's coming in to run the offense he's gonna bring a lot of play action a lot of kind of wide receiver screen a lot of zone outside runs so he's kind of bringing that Kyle Shanahan sort of offense to New York that should be quarterback friendly and helps the offensive line as well and my big kind of take on on the Jets offense is it's just gonna be up to Zach Wilson can he play well? Can he kind of be a better than average rookie quarterback? Um, I do have a stat here that I want to sh- that I want to read uh, that came from Shield Capadia's Shield Capadia's. He did like a guide to this year, and he was talking about rookie quarterbacks. Over the last ten years, thirty-one quarterbacks have had at least three hundred dropbacks as a rookie. Among that group, seven 
finish in the top half of starters in EPA per play. Zach Prescott was obviously the highest at third in his rookie year, and Robert Griffin was fourth in his rookie year. So it's like, what, 23% chance that your quarterback is going to be above average as a rookie? So the odds are not very high, and that's just that's just the median, right? Like Wilson has better talent than majority rookie quarterback coming in, but to say that he's just going to kick it, like he's going to rock it right at the gate, I don't know if it's going to happen. The defensive side of the ball, Robert Sala comes in. He runs a zone-heavy 4-3 defense. They got four new starters on defense. Carl Lawson, Sheldon Rankins, Vinnie Curry, former Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl champion Vinnie Curry, and Gerard Davis are going to come in. Those are so, so four solid additions to the defense. Vinnie Curry is up there in age. I think Carl Lawson's a guy that I really, really like. Finished second in the NFL in pressures last year, if you can believe that. Big free agent signing for them on the defensive side of the ball. Secondary is where it gets weak. They're, it's gonna be tough. They got Bless Austin and Bryce Hall, not Bryce Hall, the YouTube, the TikTok star, Bryce Hall, the NFL cornerback. Um, yeah, the, the, that's where the weakness is on, on their team. They they have probably the, the the worst cornerback talent in the NFL, and they're gonna be banking on Marcus May, the safety and their defensive line to kind of get pressure. Um, overall outlook: This was the fourth most injured team last year. Second most on defense. So if they can get some injury luck to kind of kick back their way, who knows if Zach Wilson kind of lights up this year and has a Dak Prescott or RG3-like season. Again, who knows? It's, it's a tough task. I don't think they're going to be as bad as everyone thinks they're going to be. I think the Jets are going in the complete right direction. Love the Salah hire. I think Zach Wilson's got a lot of talent. Like what they did in free agency with Corey Davis and Carl Lawson. I'm looking at like a seven and 10, six and 11 record for the New York football Jets this year. Yeah, I, I agree with that assessment. Um, they kind of feel like they're a year away from having expectations this year. I think the expectations is just get let Salah get that system in. And it, it's more just about their accountability. Last year, they're under Adam Gase. There was just too many games where they they flat out gave up. You know what I mean? And it was that game. Remember the 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 Greg Williams uh, all out yeah, blitz. All out blitz. Yeah. <laughs> so the Jets oh. were the the Jets were like this. I think I, I could be wrong. I think they were in the top five of blitzing last year. Like that's not going to happen this year. Like the Robert Zell yeah. So yeah, it's more just seeing the fact that they're competitive week in, week out under Robert Sala. Let him get his system in. And you said the stat about rookie quarterbacks. Uh, let Zach Wilson take his lumps when he gets them. It's only going to make him better in the long run. So they're definitely an improved team from last year, but probably still a year away before you can start saying realistic playoff expectations. I agree, and, and I, I think they're they're not going to get beat up. Like this isn't a team that the, the, the rest of the division is just going to be able to handle easily. They're going to come in and fight every game. Robert Sala is that kind of coach. I I I I'm I wanted to like have higher ex like I, I had low expectations coming into before I, I studied on them, but I, I was hesitant to be like fringe playoff team. I don't think they're going to be that, but I think they're going to surprise people. I, I do. I, I think they're going to be a fun team to watch this year. And Zach Wilson's yeah. an exciting quarterback. Like, if you don't know, if you don't really know much about him, watch his tape, watch what he did in college. He's uh, he's a fun guy to watch. Right on. All righty, I'll move over to the division favorites, the Buffalo Bills. Last year, they were 13-3, and won the division kind of pretty comfortably. Uh, main reason for this is the massive step that quarterback Josh Allen took. He threw for 4,500 yards, 37 touchdowns, and only 10 interceptions. He also was excellent on the ground, rushing for 420 yards and an additional eight touchdowns. 
Um, but the most eye-popping stat was his 69.2 completion percentage. He increased his he increased that stat by a full 10% in a year which he threw an additional 110 passes. So not only did his accuracy go up, but his quantity of passes went up. So just it's a complete really, outlier, complete outlier that's never happened in NFL before. Literally, no one has yeah, taken that like, jump before. Even the most hardcore Josh Allen defenders could not have predicted a jump like that. Um, is it sustainable? I, I mean, watching him last year, I, I expected it maybe won't be 69.2 again, but I don't expect him going below the 60% level. Like he was his first two years in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, this team is bringing back 10 out of 11 starters on offense. And why wouldn't you, when you had the fifth ranked DVOA offense, John Brown was the only player to move on from the team, but they found a pretty nice replacement in Emmanuel Sanders for him. Um, and they're stacked at the wide receiver position. They might have the best group, uh, one to four in the NFL. Uh, and when you have that, uh, stack group, why not use them all? Uh, only Arizona ran more four wide receiver sets than Buffalo last year. Uh, the lead dog of that group, you all know him, Stefan Diggs led the league last year in yards and receptions. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the combo of Allen and Diggs can do after another year of chemistry. Uh, they got Cole Beasley running out of the slot. Uh, he's a very good slot receiver. And Gabe Davis will be a second-year player looking to take a step. And like I said, Emmanuel Sanders rounds out as your fourth wide receiver. That's a pretty good uh, group. Um, if the Bills are going to get over the Kansas City hump this year, I think they need to run the ball better. Uh, last year, they ranked 22nd in rush DVOA. They're bringing back Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. They're a couple of young backs. Uh, they need one of those guys to take that step and emerge as a as a quality running back. Uh, the O-line is really, really solid. They excel in pass protection. They ranked fourth in the NFL in pass block win rate last year. Uh, but they were a middle to below middle of the pack group instead of in run blocking. Um, but the coaching staff plays to their players' strengths. They have a good pass block o-line so they pass the ball a lot they're weaker at the run game so they don't run the ball as often i i hate when player or when coaches kind of coach to what they need oh we need our run game to be better let's run the ball i was like well if you have an o-line that's really good in pass protection throw the ball yeah exactly play your player um, strings yeah exactly uh the defense finished 12th in dvoa last year uh they're running the unit back just like the offense 11 of 12 starters that logged 400 snaps or more are coming back uh they're deep on the d-line jerry hughes quietly was second in the nfl last year in pass rush win rate but he's 33 now so they need one of their young guys to emerge they got aj epineza ed oliver and first round pick gregory rousseau they need one of those young guys to emerge and they're also getting big run stuff for Star Lutielli back from the opt-out list. That will help in that department. Linebacker group is solid when Matt Milano is on the field. He was only able to start five games last year and played limited snaps and then five others. Uh, he's a good coverage linebacker, which is important for them because they're, his other running mate, Tremaine Edmonds, is flat-out horrific in coverage. He's still young, so there's hope he improves in that area. But last year, PFF had him ranked 78th out of 83 linebackers in coverage. And for a guy who played over 1,000 snaps, he needs to be better in that area. Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde form arguably the best safety duo in the league. They're great in that category. 
Trey White locks down one side of the field, but there's a little bit of a competition for cornerback two between Levi Wallace and Dane Jackson. We'll see who wins that battle. Um, Sean McDermott, he's an outstanding coach. They had above average special teams last year. Uh, I fully expect this Buffalo team to win the AFC East and be a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Can they get over the Kansas City hump? That remains to be seen, but I I fully have this team winning the East comfortably again. Where do you think Josh Allen's MVP odds are sitting right now? What do you think his uh, – oh, He's got to be in the top five. He's uh, in the top five. Where do you think he is in that top five? Put him like third? Third? Four. He's fourth. So he's fourth. Okay. He's sitting on Cool Bet Canada. He's sitting at plus 1,200, fourth. Um, Mahomes, Rodgers, and Brady are ahead of him. I, I, I think Buffalo, I this might be a crazy take. I think they have the pound for pound best roster in the NFL right now. They might. They yeah, they, like just just they definitely might. Straight up on paper, I think they do. I think I don't think Josh Allen's year last year was a fluke at all. I I don't I think it's a crazy argument. If you're trying to make that argument, he's physically dominant, he's got a huge arm. He proved last year that he can complete balls on the move, he can make plays happen. I don't know if he'll be as good as he was last year, but I think he'll be 90% of it, maybe 95% of it. Maybe he's as good as he last year. I don't know. I don't think he's taking a huge step back. I, uh, I'm i really looking forward to this team. They're going to be a super fun team to watch and maybe my favorite in the AFC. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't kind of got that conclusion yet, but I'm, uh, I'm a believer of the Buffalo Bills this year. 100%. Oh, for sure. We definitely got to get to at least one game. Haven't looked yeah. at their schedule, but we'll be a part of Bill's Mafia this year, yes, no doubt. That's 100% we got to get to one. All right. Miami Dolphins is up next for me. Miami Dolphins last year finished 10 and 6. Um, Brian Forrest is in his third season. He is 15 and 17 as a head coach. Of course, I think they lost like, what, eight in a row to start. So I think that record's a little bit, uh, a little bit inflated. Um, this is. If I was going to put like a theme on this year, it's Tua time. It's Tua Tagovailoa's offense. It's Tua Tagovailoa's team. It's time for him to put up or shut up. They uh, they made some big moves this offseason to help them. And basically their offensive uh, or their offseason, um, I guess, uh, I guess what they were looking to do. Like what what was the theme of the offseason? That's the word I was looking for, theme. Was to help two out. Like that was it. Just to help our quarterback out. And they did a pretty good job of it. They signed Will Fuller to a one-year contract. They drafted Jalen Waddle instantly. Those two, those two on the outside, like that is as explosive as an offense can get. So they're definitely going to be looking to push the ball down the field more. Um, just with just with what they're what they're putting on the on the field. Those two guys are explosive. Um, their offensive line is where it gets really dicey. Uh, they got Robert Hunt moving from right tackle to right guard. They have Solomon Kinley moving from right guard to left guard. And, and here's an interesting nugget for you. If second-round pick Liam Eichenberg takes Jesse Davis' spot at the right tackle position, that would mean four of the five starters on their offensive line are either rookies or second-year guys. So their offensive line is clearly the weakest part of this football team. Uh, they have Mike Kosecki coming off of his career year. I'm sure he'll be a huge part of the offense. Their offensive kind of playmakers are, are set. Like They should have – they have a solid group in front of two. They shouldn't have any problem getting the ball to these guys. Like Miles Gaskin proved to be a, a pretty good runner last year. He was 35th at a 70th in, in success rate with rushing yards. He wasn't used as much. Salvin Ahmed, too, kind of came down the stretch. They also signed Malcolm Brown, former Los Angeles Ram. He was solid in uh, 
is pretty good in LA under uh, Sean McVay. So that, that's a good running back crew. They, they've got all the weapons there. Again, it's the offensive line is, is shaky. We'll see how kind of that pans out for them. And then one more thing on the offense, the running, I don't know if you're aware of this, Warnsy, they're going with two offensive coordinators this year. It's like a co-offensive coordinator. They got Eric Studsville and George Godsey. Both of them are co-offensive coordinators. Don't hmm, remember, I don't think I've ever seen that before in the NFL, um, but that's what they're doing. This is now Tua's third, or this is now the Miami's third straight season with a new offensive coordinator. Tua's had two now back-to-back. Um, their, their offense is going to be changing. I'm assuming I, I, I tried to find out what what uh, what Godsey and Sudsville do, like what's kind of their offense. They're they're kind of all over the place. I'm assuming, like what I said earlier, I'm assuming they're just going to be trying to push the ball down the field. Like that's going to be their goal: get the ball vertical. Um, they're they're in a really dinky dunk offense last year. Um, they finished uh, 18th in DVOA last year. I'm assuming it'll be. Uh, they're hoping to get better than that. And it wasn't Tua, right? It was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick was great last year. I mean, I, I know I'm, I'm mentioning Devontae Parker too. He's also going to be on the outside. So, like, this offense is, is pretty good. It's it's going to come down to to a tag of low. can get the ball. These guys on the defensive side of the ball. They drafted Jalen Phillips first round pick. He's going to be looking to contribute early. He's a defensive end of Miami, five star recruit coming out of Miami. One of the best kind of high school players and high end prospects going into college. He had some issues. Didn't he want to quit to become a rapper? Am I correct there, Warnsey? Or something, or yeah, I can't remember exactly. Because he had the, he was close to retiring because of concussion. Yeah, like he he had a, he had a, like a really wacky college career, kind of lit it up his final year, and uh, now he's uh, now he's Miami Dolphin, so he'll be looking to contribute early. They signed Justin Coleman as a slot corner. Like their their cornerback room, Warnsy, is probably the best cornerback room in the NFL, and I don't think it's as close. Like Justin Coleman's slot corner is insane. I'm gonna butcher this name. I've been trying to get uh, good Noah Igabonage. He was the first round pick of 2020. Yeah, he's now like their fifth corner on their depth chart. They have Xavier Howard and Byron Jones as well. Something to watch out for though is Xavier Howard. Is he gonna get traded? Is gonna be kind of like the the theme of Miami Dolphins over the next three weeks to a month. He wants out. He specifically said on Twitter in a note, like in a note tweet, like I want to get traded. Like he was pretty open about it. Like get me the hell out of here. So we'll see. I, I, it's a tough time to trade for a cornerback who wants money. Like it's obvious. I don't think there's a lot of teams sitting there with their checkbook waiting to kind of trade for this guy. So we'll see if he gets moved. I, I think New Orleans is a good look if they if they're looking for corner. They did they have a hole there? We'll see. I don't know. That's that that's like a 50-50. If even if he does get traded, they still have a good cornerback room. So um something to keep an eye out there. Uh Brian Flores loves to play man-to-man. He had the highest man-to-man and uh rate in the NFL last year, and he had the second highest blitz rate. So you're looking at a lot of like, this is a Bill Belichick defense guy. You can tell that he came from that tree. He loves to play straight up man-to-man and loves to get pressure after the quarterback. So that's kind of them on the defensive side of the ball. Miami Dolphins take. They're probably the hardest team for me to figure out. I I, I don't have a solid take on this team right now. Uh, I'm, again, waiting to see if Stephen Howard gets traded. There's a bunch of things can happen. I don't know. This this team could be – this is a very boom or bust team, and I, I don't think there's a lot of room for for error here if you're Tua Tagovailoa. Miami's got – they're loaded with draft picks. Loaded. Like if they're a team that's ready to go get a veteran quarterback, how long is Tua Tagovailoa's leash? Like, what happens if six weeks into the year they're one and five, he's not playing well, and Deshaun Watson becomes available? Like, that's just the name I'm throwing out there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if Brian, Fo- like Brian Flores is clearly not a very patient guy. 
Like he, he, he pulled two multiple times for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like he's uh he wants to win and he wants to win now. Like he's going into his third season. Right. So I don't know. This team is very, very tough to kind of figure out. I, I think the most likely scenario for them is like nine and eight or maybe, maybe 10 and seven somewhere around there. And like into a plays about mediocre 15th best quarterback in the NFL. And then they're kind of a no man's land. It's gonna. They're Tua Tagovailoa is one of the most interesting football players, in my opinion, this season. And to see where he is and where he is in his career in 2022 is going to be very interesting. Yeah, I fully agree with everything you said. I have a really tough time locking down a record prediction for uh, these guys. And you, Tua's a question mark, right? You don't know what you're getting from him, but you briefly mentioned the offensive line. That's an even bigger yeah, question mark. It's, it's like why I, I don't really get why they didn't kind of attack this more in the offseason. Like Austin Jackson left tackle, like you're kind of banking on him. To, like he was a first, he was a first round pick, second round pick, I believe. He was a exactly. first was, round pick, but yeah. like he was a raw first round. Yeah. Pick. So um, like you're banking on him to anchor that left side of the line. Now with Solomon Kinley going to left guard, like they're yeah. they're shuffling the deck here. Yeah. And like it, I'm not saying it won't work. Like it, it could. Like you have no idea. But like you're banking on a lot of young guys to help out your already young quarterback. So there's not a lot of veteran presence in that huddle. Like Devontae yeah. Parker is like your veteran right now. Yeah, I love what they did on the outside with uh, Fuller and Waddle. I think those are dynamic players. So yeah, they address that position. It's just can the offensive line and Tua hold up? That will be remain to be seen. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, the Xavier Howard situation, the more it drags on, the more distracting it's going to be. There are rumors on Twitter that Miami offered Howard for Chandler Jones straight up because there's rumblings that, uh, Jones might want out of Arizona that got declined. So I expect Howard to come to come to back to the Dolphins and play and then try to really get his money next year. And his contract that he signed was terrible. Like, yeah, I don't know who his agent yeah. was. Like, it was awful. Little guaranteed yeah. money, top five corner in the league. And apparently, like, I, I just went on his Twitter. He deleted the tweet that he put. But he, and then his agent came out with, like, a big notepad tweet basically saying, like, get me out of here. They're not helping me out. Like, it was kind of interesting just how open and front he was. But, again, like what I said, no – there's not a lot of teams out there that are just sitting there with open arms saying, hey, we'll pay you $60 million guaranteed in August. Like, it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But – um we'll see we'll see how they do next year they're definitely a team worth watching yeah. um another team i think i'm a i went into this with low expectations for the new england patriots but coming out of it i i i might be higher on the patriots than most okay um, before you get into that tell us about tell us or listeners about manscaped all right on right on yeah. attention listeners across the galaxy all the way from australia to houston do we have a pube problem if so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower. Kick off, kick your pubes, pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like they're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job. The leaders in male grooming join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code DOINK. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, the toner, and performance boxer briefs. This fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. 
Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch, can engage a travel lock, and is even waterproof. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DOINK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with code DOINK. All righty, on to the New England Patriots. Before page you jump into this, I, before you jump, I got I got we got to talk about this. You were crushing the New England Patriots free agent signings, crushing them. Yeah, I was, but <laughs> okay, listen. Here, <laughs> okay, all, that's why I got to point it out. I just want to throw it out there. If that listeners remember, yeah. you oh, were not happy with what they did. Their free agency was awful. I'll get to that. Don't okay. worry. Don't worry. All right, let's go. Let's hear. Bill Belichick's first year without Tom Brady, the Patriots stumbled to a seven and nine record. And I don't know if it was that disappointing record or seeing Tom Brady hoist his seventh Lombardi trophy, but Bill Belichick went insane this offseason. Something happened. He was not himself. They brought in Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, Kendrick Bourne, Matt Judon, Kyle Van Noy, Jalen Mills, and Davin Godshaw. Those were the starters that they brought in. They also had some more depth signings. But last year, the Patriots had a very run-heavy offense, led them to the 23rd-ranked DVOA offense. But their run game was actually pretty good. It was 8th in DVOA, and the offensive line was 3rd in adjusted line yards. So if you can do the math, um, if their offense finished 23rd in DVOA, but they had the 8th-ranked run offense, that, that should give you an idea of just how bad this pass offense was. It was anemic um newton really struggled as a passer but the patriot wideouts really struggled at creating separation and man coverage um aguilar and Bourne are who they brought in and they're upgrades by default but i just i don't have high hopes for aguilar and Bourne to be honest um newton was outstanding as a runner last year especially in the red zone he re reached pater 12 times his 9.1 rush attempts last year were a career high and that's always going to be the issue with Cam Newton. His legs are his best asset, so you want him to run, but his health is his biggest weakness. So those two things don't mix at all, but we'll see what happens with Newton. And he might not even be the starter. They drafted Mac Jones in the first round this year. He'll compete with Newton for the starting job. I highly doubt Bill Belichick opens up to the public and reveals anything about how that battle's going. We'll see who the starter is week one. I think Newton's the favorite. Um, but Bill over way overpaid for two tight ends in Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. Hope is they create some easier throws for whoever plays quarterback. Uh, Damian Harris and Sony Michelle will carry the rock behind an elite O line that is welcoming back Trent Brown from the Raiders. Uh, but they did lose their best offensive lineman and Joe Thune to the Chiefs. But I still think that this is a top five O line in the NFL. Um, the defense, the defense finished 26th in DVOA last year, 18th versus the pass. And somehow a Bill Belichick team was dead last in the league versus the run last really? year. That, Holy shit. that blew my mind that yeah. they were the worst run defense in the NFL. Unsurprisingly, the Pats remade their whole front seven. They signed run stuffers, Henry Anderson and Godshaw and used a second rounder on Christian Barrymore, which was one of my favorite draft picks. Um, they added versatile edge defenders in Matt Judon and Kyle Van Noy to help get uh, after the passer. The pass rush was 31st in pass rush win rate. Um, Chase Winowich led the team with only five and a half sacks last year. Oh, so oh, oh. They, Judon and Van, Van Noy have a lot of, lot of expectations to help that pass rush. We'll see if it pays off. But they are also are getting defensive leader Dante Howard. 
Hightower back from the opt-out. That's a massive get back for them. Mm -hmm. um, and Stefan Gilmore last year had a down year. He wasn't 100%. He was playing banged up most of the year. But it's a contract year for him. I fully expect to see Stefan Gilmore get back to uh, Stefan Gilmore. And JC Jackson really emerged as a really nice, solid cornerback too. Jalen Mills was brought in. I'm not sure if he's going to play corner or safety. Safety position is pretty deep with Devin McCourty, Adrian Phillips, and Kyle Duggar. So wherever Mills plays, he's probably just going to be a depth guy. Um, and home field advantage. It should be back this year uh, with fans being back in the building. Patriots are 62-12 and 12 at home in their last 74 games. I know most of that was with Tom Brady, but 62-12 and 12 at home is just eye-popping. Um, they're always going to be coached well with Bill and have good special teams. And last year, this team had the second worst injury luck in the NFL. Only San Francisco mm -hmm. had more injuries for them. And that's part of the reason why I think the Patriots are going to be a better team this year than most people think. And it's not going to be because of the offense and the flashy, flat-out bad offensive signings. I think this team gets back to an incredible defense and special teams and surprise people with like a – nine and or ten and ten and seven type record and sneak into the playoffs as a wild card team yeah i think you're right with the record projection there i think they're in that ten and seven nine and eight range it's gonna be up to cam newton right like it's quarterback play that's what that's what killed them last year and it mm -hmm. could kill them again and you brought the injury luck too excuse me like that's important they should be healthier this year um quick stat for you um sean uh josh mcdaniels has had five seasons calling plays without Tom Brady. His offense is ranked 7th, 18th, 17th, 32nd, and 23rd. So mm -hmm. he doesn't have the mm -hmm. best track record without Tom Brady. Second year with Cam Newton. Apparently Cam Newton's actually looked pretty good at camp. Also, Mac Jones has looked okay according. It's I don't you're the you're the last guy that cares about camp camp stats. I know that, but yeah. hey, like I, I do I do think there's something to it, like with another year with Cam Newton under the offense with the Daniels. I do think there's some uh, some juice to that. So I, I do think they'll be better yeah. on the offensive side of the ball. And I, I think Nelson Aguilar provides juice to a receiver group that completely sucked last year. That was worse yeah. in the NFL and it wasn't even close. So I, uh, I yeah. think they got some fire. I have, this, I have this kind of theory that they're going to go into the ha back half of the season and Mac Jones might be the quarterback in between the 20s. And then when they get into the red zone, it's Cam Newton time and he just runs it in. Interesting. Like, I don't know. I, like a two-quarterback system kind of thing? Yeah, like Cam Newton's going to be the goal line quarterback. And like that, he's amazing at that. He's still yeah. – he'll always be really good at punching it into the end zone. So I almost uh, – I wonder if Mac Jones will be that game manager, get them to the red zone, and then Cam Newton punches it in. Cam Newton was the second-best runner in the NFL last year to 70 um, eligible players. So like he's – when he's running full head of steam – Success rate's great. Like he's good at that. So getting him in yeah, open space, I think he just gets hurt. Yeah, exactly. He can't stay healthy there. Anyway, any other big AFC East takes you got? Mm, no, I I I would be shocked if the Bills don't win this division. Yeah, shocked. I think I think we're both uh, we're both there. There should be the crowns of this division. I, I think it's a. I think there's a chance Miami could be. Like, I think there's a chance the Jets could be the third place team in this division. Like, I, I don't think it's crazy to say that the Jets are not the worst team. Like, yeah, call me nuts, but, like, I think there's a significant chance that either the Patriots or the Dolphins flame out and the Jets are third. 
like I would, I don't know about second, but like I think it's going to be a lot more competitive than last year. I don't think the Bills are going to be able to roll, and I don't think the Bills are going to go thirteen three. Like I think they're, I think they're looking at more of a twelve win season this year. So, and we'll be right. more competitive for sure. Alrighty, that is AFCs. We'll, me and Warnsy will be back with the AFC North. Um, that'll be our next division. Again, check Manscaped out. Check Cool Bet out. Football starts today, so get your bets in for the big Hall of Fame game. We'll talk to you later.